Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. It is December 23rd on the pre-show. We're going to drink a uh, Pilsner Kell in a yellow can with a wax seal printed on the front. Uh, so Jeff was showing me these holiday specs that show candy canes for every light source, every point source. Uh, and we were wondering how they work. And my first thought was, well, um, it, it is, is there's a it's a plastic sheet with some like lenses or something inside of it. So my first thought was made as some sort of, sort of diffusion lens with a polarizer. But then we looked and, and they mentioned holograms. And so thinking about it, a hologram really is just sort of a, a geometric shape that is uh, designed such that when when a coherent source interferes with it, it, it produces another image. And essentially, point sources can be very easy to be coherent sources of light. So that would actually work. Little, you know, very basic mm-hmm. holograms, not anything. Right. Uh, in candy the, canes. Candy canes in this case. Lots of candy canes. So, yeah, it's probably just very, very basic uh, geometric shapes. Yeah, it's uh, it's the must-have gift of the holiday season, as mm-hmm. the website said. Yeah, Max brought these home from a birthday party a couple weeks ago. And I've been meaning to show them to you. I just kept forgetting. <laughs> and uh, he came home and he sat down in front of the Christmas tree. And he had these, you know, these these candy cane glasses on. And he's like, oh, look at all the candy canes. Like, he was like, all, like I had a trippy sounding voice. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then he like, showed me the glasses. And uh, yeah, I got trippy too. <laughs> um, well, I, I have... Uh, some things I want to talk about, but I think that the the elephant in the room needs to be talked about, and that's Star Wars. Star Wars, the best Star Wars ever. <laughs> I loved it. Did you guys see? You saw the uh, the guys from uh, Redshift Media, Red Letter Media, Red Letter, yeah, Red, yeah. yeah it's Red Letter Media. Well, it was pretty much the same one they did for uh, the Force Awakens, if I remember. <laughs> well, spoilers, spoilers. I mean, the one they did for Rogue One was my favorite because it's like X Wings. <laughs> ATSTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but all right. So should we just say, look, it's just going to get into spoiler territory. If you haven't seen the movie, just, you know, just go into the main. Go, show. go into the main show. We're just going to talk about it full, full on. Um, as I said, as I tweeted, I didn't hate it. I also didn't like it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I didn't hate it is because I thought there were some interesting things that were done, the interesting scenes and a couple interesting ideas that were all then undercut at the end. But that's, but you know, want to see interesting things, want to see new stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was looking forward to that, and then it just seemed to, the execution was. We've been talking on the lead up about how you know there's such a wide universe. You know, the thing about this movie is there isn't. And that was what the Red Letter Media people guys yeah. were talking about. There, there really isn't. There's nothing you can do that's not this. Everything just because what at the end of this movie, what is there left to do? Yeah. Right. I can see maybe it being an overlong epilogue, but mm-hmm. the, these two movies in concert, which is weird because they're almost like two completely different movies, and mm-hmm. they say right. can be different things. But in concert, they kind of they make the the original trilogy stupid and and moot, right? I mean, oh, you defeated the empire. Well, it just comes right back in thirty years and destroys and everything. Them. Yeah, <laughs> easily wipes out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So, so, and and at the end of Empire, there are things that were like you were waiting for, like okay, how are they going to get get Han back? Mm-hmm. Luke just found out Dave Vader was his father. At the end of this one, you've established that Kylo Ren is now a big bad. That's kind of it, right? The, the, yeah. the, and the, the resistance is so. But we're talking about you know all these other characters and whatnot, you know, and we're talking about how I'm sick of the Force, I'm sick of lightsabers. But the the most interesting character, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? But like the the characters that had character, we're all in this. Force we're all story. The, we're all the force sensitive ones, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. All the other characters, the rebellion, were one dimensional. One dimensional and and just there to pad out time. Yeah. And everything they did was useless serve no purpose in the story except to just you know pad out time for the rest of the for the other parts of the story to take place uh oh there's so many issues i have in this movie just as as a as storytelling um but like i i respect it for trying to do something different i think it failed you know so the force awakens was this breakneck whiplash fun ride Mm -hmm. that just covered so much ground and kind of, you know, it didn't get into trade negotiations and shit like that, right. but it covered so much ground. It was just fun the whole way through. Right. This one, the big threatening, you know, path to the climax is like the slowest runaway train ever. Yes. We got, we're yeah. going to run out of fuel in 18 hours and they're going to catch us. Uh-huh. It, 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 it's a it's a 40 mile per hour drag race that you have to sit through. It's the white Bronco. Yeah, and just like, yeah, wh- what? Who thought this was... I mean, I, I could see, like, that same concept was used in, in the best episode of Battlestar Galactica, a, a similar concept at least, that they're chasing them. But that, <clears throat> so the concept with that was they somehow the, the Cylons could track the, the fleet... But it was the episode was called thirty three. It was every thirty three minutes they would appear, and so they had to jump away. And every thirty minutes they would, they would appear again, and and like the the episode took place in like about a day and a half into this, and everyone is is, is wired and has no sleep, and mm-hmm. they realize these these silence want to kill them, and it's it's a super tense thing because because of that. Yeah, there was situation. like no tension, right? They yeah. could have shown like as each ship was running out, like. I don't know, some kind of personal investment in, like, we got to evacuate the ship, make that difficult, have some TIE fighters making that difficult, or mm-hmm. something, you know? And it's like the ship just falls back and gets blown up. The only and... thing they made difficult was they made it so that Laura Dern doesn't talk to uh, Oscar Isaacs because that was what they needed for the story to work. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand... That in a general like military situation, yeah, you have to respect your superiors, and somebody doesn't respect you, say so get the fuck out. But when you're the last like rebels fleet left, that kind of shit goes out the window, and you just tell him what your plan is mm-hmm. because <laughs> because it's really stupid to to keep that from the last of the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. but okay, so, so let's let's start from the beginning. Let's go through this movie as, as well as I can like you know f- from the beginning so starts out and you start with this um, really weird awkward humor scene where they do like a I'm on hold like, like a time life thing mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know 
I mean, we haven't really established that people get put on hold in the Star Wars universe, as far as I know. Maybe it's in one of the comic books. <laughs> um, but so he does this thing, this, and and you know makes so makes he, uh, he's fucking with Hux, and it was pretty funny the, the idea of right. you know you're you're in front of a you know battle squadron, and you're being a smartass was was General cute. Huxable who who now who turned into from like a Hitler level nine to like a Hitler level 13 in this one like he turned up way beyond mm-hmm. 11 into just a caricature yeah uh and okay so then uh, a big dreadnought comes in and then they, they fly out these bombers which are <laughs> super close to each other first of all in space and well completely different from all the rebellion bombers we've ever seen and super slow yeah. super duper slow and they they are like right up next to each other um because in space there's not much room right and in space of course when you let the bombs go they fall because it's, it's space i mean yeah. i'm willing to like let that go because i understand mm-hmm. the world right. war ii mm-hmm. uh you know, type thing, but all they needed was, was to hit one spot on this gigantic ship to blow the entire ship up. That's how the Empire builds their ship. <laughs> <laughs> you should know that by now. That's how the Empire, Empire builds mm. a giant self-destruct button on the outside of all their ships. So they didn't really need 20 bombers to go out, but they sent... I mean, tw- look how many Star Destroyers are blown up by hitting those big round fuel tank things up or, on the Or just what, the, 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 the big car. one, the, the big super one that the that Vader had, mm-hmm. uh, it was just an A-wing, right, that flew into the... The bridge? The bridge, and then the, the whole thing like fell into the Death Star right after that. Yeah. Gigantic, you know, mm-hmm. city-long... See, and and the rebels don't do that. When the bridge blows up on Leia's ship, they're able to keep on going. <laughs> See, they design things better. Um, we'll get into that. But first of all, <laughs> so okay, so there, there's that scene with, with 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 the bombers that are too close together, and and the so I, I was like, I was kind of put off by that because I thought, well, you know, these, why are they moving so slow? And it just didn't. It, I mean, I understood that. I got the World War II thing, but I also felt like it didn't fit with the more fast-paced space battles that I saw in, like, Rogue One and the end of uh, Jedi mm-hmm. and Force no, Awakens. No, I'm with you. It's Sure, they wanted that, you know, that personal thing. But even then, we didn't know who that character was. Mm-hmm. We didn't know why she was trying so hard. We we wanted them, the bombs to drop, but we didn't care that she made the bombs drop. Right. Okay, so they, they blow up the big thing, and then they, they've... Warp away, and Huxable gets gets snookified, and then he says, "Well, we have them on a string." And so all of a sudden, they show them later, and they they warp in, and they go, "Oh my God, they have us!" And then they come up with some weird tech thing, which I you know I'm fine with the mm-hmm. you know them coming up with some dumb tech thing because you know that that's okay. But uh, the fact that it didn't really play any play a role later yeah. is, is it was a de- it was a decoy yeah, at that point, yeah. you know, but just kind of a uh, or a honeypot, right? Right, it was. It, so they come with a weird text thing like, oh, there's, there's only one of these ships that has us. And so, but we need to shut that off. Like, why? I mean, okay, so maybe it's a different story, but okay, you look for a tracker, you look for a mole mm-hmm. in the rebellion. That could have been a really interesting yeah, story. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, even though we were, I was expecting, I'm like, wait, they're not, a, there's not a tracker? Mm-hmm. Wait, I, I don't get it because, well, in Rebels, the Empire has 
hyper sub has trackers. You put a tracker on a ship, they can trace you through hyperspace. Well, that's what they did with the Millennium Falcon in the first yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, the search for a, a tracker or a mole could even be even better, right? Mm-hmm. You know, someone who's sending out the signals. Yeah, you could ratchet up a lot of tension with that search and and maybe a, a it maybe a um hide and seek kind of kind of thing mm-hmm. playing out. Yeah, like where was the te- was there any tension in the movie at all? Um I, there was when, when the escape pods are trying to get to the planet, they're getting blown up one by one. I guess that was I a guess, little tense, but Yeah. Um Anyway. Well, anyway, that, that's further along. So mm-hmm. then, then we we skip down to uh, to to Ray and and she finds Luke, and it's a different Luke than we see. And, and I'm like, people are complaining about that. Like, I I saw. So here, there's a weird thing about about the criticism for this movie. It's like apparently either either you like this movie or you're too much of a Star Wars fan to like this movie. And I'm like, what if I'm not really a Star Wars fan? I just like good movies, and I didn't find this one very good. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just too much of a Star Wars fan. Like, yeah, do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a, you love to hate Star Wars, if anything. Yeah, it, it's look, I, I really like the original three. And they made a good point in the Red Letter Media that why, can't, why couldn't those original three just be like Back to the Future, right? They're just there. Mm-hmm. They're just good movies that you show, and that's it. They don't need to have this extended universe around it. In fact, there really isn't that much more to tell in Back to the Future universe. And it seems like there really isn't that much more to tell in the Star Wars universe. Anyway, Luke is Luke has changed his mind about everything and he wants to he wants the Jedi to die. Okay, I get that. Actually, I think that there's a there's a good story to tell there. Um there's not a lot that happens there on the island except for you know there, there's a but but you know there's some character stuff so that's fine yeah there yeah i mean so the character stuff i mean i like how luke has a little bit of a smart ass streak you know like a wise smart ass mm-hmm. in him as opposed to a whiny brat you know which right. he wasn't in, in uh a new hope and he wasn't really too much of a smart ass he was kind of a solemn jedi in return of the jedi mm-hmm. you know so he you know so it's kind of i kind of like that like kind of mark hamill's personality kind of shown through a little bit yes um Ray trying to f- just figure herself out, you know, and um, you know, seeing how powerful she is, Luke being a little bit scared by that, you know. Uh, yeah, I thought there was good stuff there. Didn't mind the Porg so much. Uh, I mean, it didn't have to be highlighted, but fine. I did kind of have a problem with the lizard maidens. The, the fish people, yeah. Yeah, as I, I didn't see what their point was. These except cranky just to be, nuns. Just to be like... Bad comic relief, and I mean bad when I say bad comic yeah. relief. Um, I had a problem with the por- how the porgs got into the falcon, like you know, like <laughs> just close the door. What I read, they're nesting in the falcon, is that the, they had to go with porgs because there were too many puffins on the island. And they wanted to hide them. So they put oh. a little CGI around them. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you would figure if you're a CGI, you could take them out too. I don't know. I guess it was, it was too hard. <laughs> I did like the scene. The movie where, looks I did great. like the scene where Chewbacca was cooking the one. I didn't like how the other one was like, "Oh, you killed my mom." Yeah, but... I, don't, I don't know why Chewbacca wouldn't just eat the freaking thing in front yeah. of him and scare him away. Um, uh, where was it? Okay, so yeah, I mean, I would say I will say this: the movie looked great. I mean, production was fantastic. 
good choices. The, the only thing I know that I thought production wasn't fantastic was, well, it was really cool that Yoda was a puppet. Uh-huh. I thought his fingers looked kind of, like, fake. Meaty, like, right? Like clay. Yeah. They look like, his fingers look like clay as opposed to more leathery lizard skin, you know, Yoda-type stuff. Because uh, for some reason, his, his right hand just really stuck out to me. And I was, like, staring at his fingers and, like, <laughs> it doesn't look right. But, I mean, the rest of them I thought looked looked pretty good. And it was cool having, you know, real puppet Yoda. Sure, sure. Good to have, you know, real... Practical effects. Practical more. effects. But, okay, but so... The stuff on, on, on the Jedi thing was... On, on the Jedi Island was mostly fine. I really didn't have much of a problem with it. Go to... Rose, who's this new character, comes out of the blue. And all of a sudden, she and Finn are going on this mission to find this... First, first they they talk to um, what's her name, uh, uh, Orange Yoda. Oh, Orange Yoda, yeah. yeah, that was a weird. Uh... Like in the middle of a video game, she's <laughs> a union dispute, right? Uh, so, so look forward to that on on your Rebels cartoon or whatever. The, the other side of that conversation. <laughs> um, then they go to the the prequel planet. Planet from the prequels because that's what because mm-hmm. as soon as we're there is everything all these CGI people in this casino that was just like that mm-hmm. uh, awful diner from from the yeah, yeah. Just, the um the guy who put the coins into BB-8 apparently that was Mark Hamill voicing that as well <laughs> he vo- there was a voice there no well, kind of a laughing you know drunken yeah. leprechaun I mean if you think of how he voiced the Joker you know it's kind of a, I don't know I don't watch it so don't know i've heard it i, I mean i don't watch it but i've heard it. um anyway that whole thing on the planet was just garbage just yeah and you could cut that whole all of it out i understand why they put it in there they needed to get rose and finn to inter- inject some sort of like love triangle into here because mm-hmm. one thing the force awakens didn't have is like any love whatsoever <laughs> there was like everything was totally platonic mm-hmm. and star wars in general like I think all of all of the Star Wars movies had some sort of love story, right? In 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 the first three, there was a love triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the prequel, in the prequels, in the last two, there was of course Anakin and Padme. In the first, there was Kaigon and um, and uh, 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 Obi Wan. Okay. <laughs> um. There was a, yeah, there was no like so they they tried to introduce this you know it totally didn't work but whatever but they tried to introduce the, you know this character to give her a love interest they also wanted to introduce the the rebel ring the rebel ring the you know the the rebel decoder oh, ring yeah yeah right and and they and well I, the they thing- wanted to introduce the idea of people profiting off the wars right which is a deep idea that could be could be used well mm-hmm. was not really used well here yeah well i think the other thing i think for me the main reason or i guess the main thing that their action spawned there was you know kind of the the birth of the new rebellion type thing with those kids you know and mm-hmm. of course you got the fourth sensitive kid with the broom right broom boy but then you got the other kids too and they, you know they're you know they they have some hope now they you know they're going to be on the side of the rebellion. So I think it was kind of a micro view of maybe a wider phenomenon, you know, people unhappy with the empire, you know, stuff like that. I think that was kind of, for me, that was mm-hmm. the pin of the whole scene. Other, well, 
other than this crazy huge treasure hunt only so Finn and Phasma can meet up again. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that I think that's the main reason they did the whole thing is how are we gonna get Finn and Phasma back together? Oh let's do this whole big thing where Benicio de Toro's in a prison cell. But they could have just done you know they, they find the mm-hmm. they find a guy on you know they find the mole or they find a tracker and then they have to go to the other ship somehow to, They already established yeah. that he knows the layout and operation mm-hmm. uh, patterns of the Empire. Right. So he, 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 there's, there's, a, there's a sensor window that we can go under or something like that, right? Boom. Or, Just you have know, him pull it out of his ass. That's put, fine. Put, put him back in Stormtrooper armor. Right. Like a play off of Han and Luke in Stormtrooper mm-hmm. armor in the Death Star. It, but him, you know, you know, being back in this thing, that could have been, you know, if you want... Or they have a captured TIE fighter and they use that to... Yeah, but think about, like, you know, the whole fan service thing, right? You get Finn, Finn doesn't want to put the armor back on, but he does it to, mm-hmm. you know, for the mission. And then they do, they frame one shot on the Star Destroyer that looks just like a shot from A New Hope. You know, something like that would have been... They established later on that the, 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 the transports have some sort of cloaking device. Why couldn't they just cloak a ship to go... Towards the you know, or or yeah, just have a have, have a captured Tie Fighter on board. No ship that small has a cloaking device. <laughs> have a captured Tie Fighter on board. Why not? And just say, oh, you know, this was we, we were only going to use this, and you know, we're going to research this, but we need it now. And so they mm-hmm. they they pull it, and and as Tie Fighters are fighting them, they have it go out, destroy one of Tie Fighters, and they go back with the with the rest of the crew, right? And and that's where Poe and um, and Finn then get something to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, instead, yeah. I mean, it's so easy to come up with like new ideas here and, and interesting ways to do things. So another, it just boggles my mind that the best plan they had was while you're being chased down by the Empire to hyper warp off somewhere else mm-hmm. and then come to back, get right? a guy to come back. <laughs> like, why like, would why couldn't the Empire do that? Why couldn't they warp away and then come back, but like in front of them? Mm-hmm. I think that's. Kind of what um, Jenny said in her kind of thing. Like, well, she said, I guess they were they couldn't hyperspace that close to get up to jump up to them. But they're hyperspace but, that yeah, close away, but away and back, right? As opposed to just taking like a short little jump to catch up to them, you know? Yeah, away and back, right? Yeah, they know where they're going. They have other ships there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm, mm, so many, so many plot holes. So many plot holes. Okay. Then there's the Snoke ship. So they go up to, to Snoke, who's, you know, this big build up in the last one. And he thought he was a giant, you know. Well, I, I didn't necessarily think it was a giant, but I thought that was like an, he, he was definitely. I mean, they showed he was extraordinarily powerful mm-hmm. and aware of all the shit that's going on. Apparently, not that there's a lightsaber right next to you that's turning toward you. And then he gets killed. And, and like, even I'm almost like okay with that if they would have done. A sort of switcheroo at that point, where okay, here's here's where I think they could have gone, and it could have done something really interesting. Ray is influenced by Luke, and is influenced by you know what Snoke is saying. What's it? Kylo kills Snoke and feels like really conflicted, and Ray's like, "No, this has to end." And she, and and Kylo's like, "Wait, we gotta, we have to." Um, we have to. Kylo's confused and not sure what he wants to do, and Ray just like 
seeing that he's confused, you know, pulls something and knocks him out. And then she goes to Hux and she either kills him or like really threatens him and says, look, we are taking this. And, and what she does is she goes full on in the other direction. She says, what we're going to do is we're going to take this ship. We're going to she destroys all the other ships in the Empire. And she says, I'm going to kill everybody in the First Order. Everybody. So she goes like bad in a whole other direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and Finn's like, wait a minute. I, I used to be a First Order guy too. There are people in the First Order yeah. who are good. So she goes like Punisher bad. Right. She goes Punisher bad and she says, I'm going to take this and, and start to destroy. And then what she does is she like, she sends over Kylo Ren to, to, to the rebel, to the rebellion, like in a, in stasis or something. So says, here's a gift for you and I'm going to go and destroy mm-hmm. this. And then you have this Ray turning darker as she goes to destroy all the First Order. Well, I mean, that's kind of been, you know, as you, as you use your force powers to do bad things, mm-hmm. It kind of takes control of you. Right. It's kind of how the Sith works, right? So you can kind of see how the pit on the island has maybe planted a seed of evil in her. Yeah. And then, you know, they could have done something like that. I mean, it really could be a real... That could be an interesting way to take it because all of a sudden... And so then people then were always like, talking... Then you're like, who do I root for? So people were always talking about the old you know, switcheroo, right? Uh-huh. Ray and Kylo. And then Kylo even says in the movie, you know, he's seen her future. and So... I, w- I think everyone was expecting it to happen in this movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't. Is it still going to happen next movie? I have or no what idea, do, what because do we know? The, the first movie had, had very interesting, th- or not interesting, but it had things that it set up, and this movie t- throws them away. Why did Luke... In the first movie, Luke Skywalker made this map because in case he was needed, people could find him. Now they find him, and he's just like, I came here to die. Why'd you leave a fucking map? <laughs> uh... And how about there's a scene, okay the scene where Luke goes into the Falcon and just so he can see R you know just so like R two turns on and mm-hmm. R two oh buddy cut to another scene what <laughs> who cares uh and now that he's transubstantiated uh, is R two gonna go back into a coma or I I have, yeah who knows <laughs> so okay so Leia. Is blown out of the ship, uses the force to come back. Um, dumb, but I'm actually kind of fine with it. I don't care. Like th- that was like that was not like of game a, a deal breaker for me. Whatever, she has the power of the force. You think they were like, let's not write her out of the show and blow well, everyone's it, minds? Or? It was. I mean, it was before. I mean, they were done with with principal photography in this before she she had died. So yeah, before I Carrie guess. Fisher had died, so what they didn't. I don't think they. I have to think that they're like, well, you know, we did um, Tarkin, mm-hmm. so we can do Leia. Oh, God, so we don't have to kill Leia. Uh, I think that they very promised they wouldn't, because as soon as as soon as that happened, I think that uh, as soon as as soon as Leia as soon as as soon as uh, Carrie Fisher died, they mm-hmm. you know there was a big like uproar, and they said, no, we won't be CGIing. Leia. Okay. Um. Okay, so all this shit happens. All that stuff with with uh, with them going out to to try to stop them, and and they come back, and they had, they end up not stopping them. They end up getting caught, and Benicio del Toro sells them out. And I thought I I actually I mean I didn't know I didn't buy any of that stuff. I did like the scene where where they're like you're wrong, and he says maybe. <laughs> I, I liked that. I mean, that was, so there are like little things in, in the mm-hmm. movie that I definitely liked. 
Uh, and then, okay, so then they're flying away, cloaked, but you can see them out a window. Well, before, was it, uh, it was right after the Benicio del Toro scene, right? Where, or was it when, when the hangar blows up, or was that later? Like, they're in the hangar, getting ready to be executed. Right, yes. Oh, the, okay, so that's, that's right. She, she says, I wanted to hurt, and she goes, and, and she gets ready to cut off their heads. With an electrostaff, yeah. <laughs> Which is not, I, I think mean, he was just going to burn his cheek, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Cut his nose off. But, okay, so right then, right before he gets executed, the hangar blows up. Well, th- th- so that happens because, okay, so those ships are leaving. They, yeah. they, they look out the window yeah. and see the ships are leaving, and they start to blow them up. So all these rebels are now, like, almost all of them are dying. And they turn around, they do the, the light speed. Uh, Admiral Hodor does the light speed thing. And it flies the the ship right through the. Which, I mean, it's a beautifully constructed visual and and sound design and everything, but it doesn't make sense in the, with the whole universe they put together. I well, mean, like you said, why not just make weapons that are uh, warp speed penetrators? Right, especially since. Okay, so I the the, the excuse that I saw when I like posted something like this was, oh, well, it's the mass of the ship, and that's why it was a big thing. And I thought, wait a minute, remember how the big dreadnought had like a tiny little. <laughs> zone that you could destroy that and it blows up the whole thing Mm -hmm. just shoot that with your warp speed ship yeah okay so yeah she okay so anyway i saw a tweet asteroids are everywhere in this universe hook up thing to asteroids they're big and massive the thing is 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 these these shells of ships are are empty they're not very dense i saw a tweet before i saw the movie and it was just like you know all the nerds are saying that's not how hyperspace works and and the guy's like, shut up! It was fun. So, but think about that. They have these targeting computers for doing mm-hmm. the light speed jumps, so they don't run into stars and whatnot. And the way they work is, I'm here. I want to go there. So, like Hodor would have had to found a destination that transited the ship and override the safety. Uh-huh. You know, like, but how do you like? It, she's the only one on board, so she's not running around different consoles. It, but it's like one of those things. The computer is not made to uh-huh. target that way. You know, I want to transit through this piece of space-time. Right. You know? So, I, I, yeah, it was fine. But like you said, why why was this the first time this has ever been used? Mm-hmm. You could blow up the Death Star this way. You could do... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the hangar blow, catches on fire, blows up. So Finn fights Phasma. Or, uh, everyone in, the, in... All the Stormtroopers die except right. for Phasma... Well, yeah, Finn. there's there's like 100, <laughs> right. 150, 200 stormtroopers watching Finn get ready to be executed. Mm-hmm. Finn and Rose be executed. The hangar blows up. Finn and Rose are in Imperial officer uniforms. And like all the stormtroopers that are in stormtrooper armor are dead and right. they're unscathed. Right, yeah. So not only is stormtrooper armor ineffectual, like you might think from all the Star Wars movies, it is actually bad for your health. <laughs> it will actually help kill you. <laughs> where the especially if the writer just needs you dead, right? I mean, like, <laughs> if the plot needs it, you're gone. Um, so then they they I forget how they 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 fight her back, but they do fight her back, and 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 then she dies or whatever. I don't know. Who cares? Phasma, the, the most useless character in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then. I fr- it was how did they get back to to they escape then or they got yeah they got on a transport or something oh that's right they got on a transport and they were and they were almost shot by uh by 
the rebels and on, on the planet they were landing on. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so, all right. So like three of the ships survive and they, and they get down to the planet and then they have to go and do the, do the, the salt run, which had the, that scene where the guy's like, mm, salt. Like, why the hell do you need that scene? You saw my tweet. Yeah, you yeah. responded to my tweet where it's like, I, I hope in the next one there's a mud planet. <laughs> mud. <laughs> Just so we know. What if it was arsenic? I mean, <laughs> what if it was cyanide? Arsenic. <laughs> arsenic could kill you slowly. Cyanide. <laughs> a, a neat visual, yes, with the red base and, and the stuff. and then the, But the ships, it makes sense because you have to like, have a thing that hits the ground. Had a ski, yeah. So, but it's a, it's one ski, a monoski, yeah, yeah. Because there were old speeders that didn't have good levitators, I guess. Uh, okay, um, then they they're facing a line of of uh, was the big at ats and but so that me okay so that scene right they wanted to have that visual of the flumes the salt flumes mm-hmm. just like in the Force Awaken where the X wings are coming in over the water and right. kicking up water flumes. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Yeah. We... Oh, okay. There's two. That reminds me of another thing that we saw. There's one point where, where the the uh, uh, Millennium Falcon is, is flying through some things, and it flies through an area that's just like the Death Star at the end of mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi, but it's on the salt planet. And I was watching that like this is ex- like they took frame for frame <laughs> the chase through. Oh, right. And they even had like things going across. Yeah, yeah. And it was like that felt so derivative it didn't even it wasn't even like a new like kind of geo structure yeah. it was just like it was exactly the same as as that mm-hmm. so it felt and well that they were fl- flying through a star destroyer in the last movie so right. okay so there's that and then, then there's they had to mention a death star somehow so they had a death star tech cannon right <laughs> which is just, just a powerful so, laser it didn't really destroy anything because they make a hole in, in something ultimately but anyway Finn is flying and he and he wants to destroy you know, he, he wants his life to mean something and he, and he so he jets it he like presses the pedal of the metal full hard straight into the jet sweating cabin. and melting and, and then from the side of him Rose comes and knocks him away somehow even though he was going in a straight line right and she's coming at an angle or something or somehow she comes ahead of him I don't get how that works. Maybe she had a hyperdrive. Um, how'd she catch up with him? Yeah, I mean, she came in from the side, and knocked him out of the beam. Right, was what the storm. But he was like leading them, and then he went yeah. and accelerated further. I don't. Well, the, he he was flying into the beam, so the beam would have been putting force against him, so he would have slowed down, and she was outside the beam, so she could have looped around and got ahead of him. Okay. Anyway, not like not like the beam wouldn't have melted his right. shitty old speeder in ten seconds. Anyway, right? If he's getting that much force from a beam, uh, <laughs> I'm like watching this. I'm like, how is he not vaporized? Right. Yet? And then, okay, so they're in there, like right in front of the ATATs, ATATs, whatever, and the ATATs and whatever don't don't shoot him or kill him or anything. They just sit there. And she says, "We need to care about the things we love," and she kisses him. And it's like, what? And he's like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> 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 then there's the Luke uh, hologram thing, which uh, I so I realized. Well, I didn't realize. I realized when him and Kylo were fighting that he wasn't leaving footprints. 
uh-huh. red footprints. Right. And I I didn't I thought it was him being like you know white foot uh, force ninja, not hologram. So I, I didn't I saw the clue, but I didn't right. interpret the clue the right way. But I liked you know it was it was a funny scene when he walks out of the bar- after the intense barrage of mm-hmm. blaster fire, and he just kind of knock wipes some dust off his shoulder. Right. Yeah. And that was that was fine. I didn't really have much of a problem with that. But then he just dies. Uh, <laughs> well, he'll be a force ghost now. So, and apparently, force ghosts like Yoda can call down lightning strikes. So, uh, and then Ray picks up rocks, and, and so they all escape. And, and, and then the, the the last of the rebellion is is on the Millennium Falcon. There's like ten people left. Yeah, so it seems like Force Ghosts can only manifest themselves from people that they were close to or knew or something like that. Seems so, yeah. So, but but can Luke manifest himself to Kylo since they never... Well, I guess they did meet back in the day. So, yeah, okay, never mind. I was thinking, like, because it was just the uh, hologram of him. But no, they met. I saw a funny tweet where it was like, you know, for Kylo, it's like, you know, if twice in your life you wake up and someone's standing over you ready to kill you, maybe... Oh, that, was, that was that was Jenny. That was Jenny Nicholson. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, maybe at some point you realize that you're the problem. Um, uh, um, yeah, I... I okay, I, I guess that, that comes, that that's the movie, essentially. Um, Ice Foxes. Hmm? Ice Foxes. Ice, right, Ice Foxes. Uh, so, Jeff. Yes. What did you think of the movie? I didn't like it as much as The Force Awakens. Like I said, it wasn't a fun ride. Mm-hmm. And that whole slog. Yeah, of I the think slowest... Force Awakens is the best of, of the three that have been out so far. The, the, the three Disney's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because while, while there there are plenty of issues I have with Force Awakens, it was a fun movie. And I also realized that I I just can't compare movies I've seen as an adult to the ones that have shaped my childhood. Just those ones just have special, you know, it's like mm-hmm. people who watch a Christmas story like every year or three times right, a yeah. year, you know, it's just, I'm not one of those people. I don't love that movie so much, but you know, it's, it's not just the words that are said or the scenes that are shot, but it, you know, it means something to you. And, uh, sure. You know, once you lose that childhood magic, once you lose that childhood magic, Yep. So I'm not even going... To, I don't even try to rank these. I, I did with The Force Awakens. I tried to rank it with the original trilogy. But I, I've realized since then... That, no, it don't, I'm not going to do it. it. Just Those are... Like you said with the Back to the Future, right? Those are a thing. Mm-hmm. These are Disney and a different thing. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> At least the Marvel movies, as samey as they are, they're always they always have some competence to them, and the stories are, are almost always well told. Mm-hmm. And those are Disney too, so it's not like that. That blew Max's mind uh, before the movie. It was a, a trailer for Infinity, Infinity War. Yeah. He's watching it, and he doesn't know about Infinity War. And the very last cut of the trailer is the Guardians. He's like, "What? <laughs> what?" <laughs> Wait, wait, what? <laughs> it was great. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I mean, I don't know if Infinity War is going to be good or not, but 
I assume since you know the rest of these Marvel movies have been pretty good, sure, I'm up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, is what I think is a good thing about this Star Wars because I've been clamoring for Star Wars to lose its uh, its cultural cachet for a while now. This movie really splitting the fans is going to be, I think, the start of that. Because just like with the DC stuff, you know, Batman vs. Superman split mm-hmm. the fans, and then Suicide Squad came along, and most people pretty much hated it. And then when Justice League came out, it really underperformed. And if Star Wars starts to really underperform, it's not going to have as much cultural cachet, and there's not going to be the this ridiculous need to see all these Star Wars movies all the time. It's not going to be And then I'll be fine. It's not going to be till after episode nine, though. I mean, nine's going to... Yeah, yeah. Nine's going to pull people in just to see how the fan yes, story I, wraps. I, I think, yes, it, but it's going to be like a... I mean, I don't... People I've talked to say that they don't really have a desire to see it now. I mean, that'll change when you know it comes out. But I don't think there's going to be as much like, oh my God, it's the new Star Wars. We have to see it. Uh, and it, Think about like... Because there's going to be people people who are who are kind of be like, well, what's it going to do? Like even the people who either loved or hated this movie are going to think, what's this next one going to do? Because it's J.J. Abrams, right? People who hated this movie are going to think, do I want to see another one again? This last one kind of sucked. The people who love this thing, well, this is going to go back to J.J. Abrams' Force Awakens, which I didn't like. Cause that most of the people who loved this movie did not like the Force Awakens. Okay. I I'm really. I'm really. I think that this is this is the beginning of Star Wars losing its cultural cachet. It could be. The well, we talked about early on that the story's drying up, but like, yeah, like this movie didn't set up any long-term mm-hmm. arcs. Oh, you didn't mention. We talked about this probably. We mentioned it today. Like in the Force Awakens, the rebellion in the First Order. Resistance in the First Order or seemed more or less a parity. Right. And yeah. aside from the First Order having this gigantic base, they had basically like the same number of ships. They seemed like they were they were the same. There was power. whole systems that were resisting. Right. And, I mean, this movie takes place almost immediately after the previous movie. And there's three ships left? <laughs> what happened? In like no time because like... Well, everything because only fifteen seconds passed on the island, right? You know, I'm not sure how much time passed in you know Leia's um, space time, but <laughs> not very much. No, it, it's it, well, like I said, all these threads in the first movie were just discarded. All, all these plot lines and storylines mm-hmm. were completely discarded and completely like retconned in this one, and so it just felt. If everything felt odd, if you take them together, which you should, right? There's supposed to be a trilogy then it really feels disconnected. It really feels like this, this is taking place in another universe. Yeah, and it's number nine. I mean, what? Okay, so they're going to mount a momentous comeback and destroy the First Order again, right? I mean... I, I, I guess, because I mean, I, as, as Rich said in, in the Red Letter Media one, all this sets up is a cartoon show where the Resistance has to fight the evil first order this doesn't set up anything for like anything for you to think about and wonder what's going to happen in the next one mm-hmm. yeah you know, what questions do you have that need answering well the, the forces did they show 
was there a scene showing that some of the Jedi texts were saved in Ray's? Apparently, in Ray's I didn't door catch it, but apparently they were saved I, in, in on the Falcon or something like that. Yeah, I thought I thought I saw that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know. There's the, but yeah, there's like we don't care about any of the the new characters are going to live a while, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I mean, so what? Poe's going to be general, probably. I guess there's no one left. <laughs> They'll find people. They always find people. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's about C three PO and R two D two. That's the whole reason Star Wars exists, so. right? And, and they played such a major role in these last two. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, you know, a, a callback to Empire, right? There was a scene in Empire where Leia was told him to shut up. Yeah. Um. I I I yeah. don't know. I don't care. I don't think most it's of- like. It, well, I think I know. I mean, I'm hardly in the movie industry or know how the industry works, but it just seems like. Disney doesn't want anyone to do anything that's going to rock the boat too much. And in what they've accomplished is doing a whole bunch of nothing. Why did they let this guy ruin their, (laughs) ruin the story? Someone had to be there and been like, well, this doesn't, these things don't track, right? I mean, someone had to be saying, there had to be someone at Disney going like, this doesn't really track with what was in the last movie. Are we sure we want to do this? And it must have been shot down, he or she. Mm-hmm. But well, there's that petition to kind of uh, oh, yeah. recall the movie and and strike it from the canon. I'm sure that'll work well. And reshoot it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It, yeah, it it was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Fun, like I just did not like this whole. We got eighteen hours of fuel uh-huh. left. It was because they didn't build any suspense, right? And there was it was easily an hour too long. This movie, uh, it was confused, and it just it was the reason why we're like nitpicking things is because the story didn't hold up enough for us to not care about the nitpicky shit. That, that's what I always, you know, I, whenever people are like, you're nitpicking too much. Like, if the movie was good, I wouldn't need to. If the movie was good, I wouldn't care about the nitpicky shit. But if the movie isn't very good, then the nitpicks are going to come fast and furious because it's just, it. it's the, it's, it's, so I, I, those are things that stick out when you're, when you're not paying attention to the movie, the other shit. I guess Maz was supposed to be more of a character in The Force Awakens and because of deadlines or I think the the motion capture actress, I guess. I, I heard someone record like she was not good. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't use most of the stuff that uh, that they captured for her. So she had this very limited role in The Force Awakens. I think they wanted to show her as that badass, you know, and that's kind of, kind of put that scene in as a kind of a... It felt tacked on. It, it was definitely felt tacked on. I mean, why would you do it other than... 
Oh, so she could flirt, like, say she wanted to, like, meet up and, and have a booty call with yeah. Chewbacca, you know? Yeah, and also, like, have some sort of action scene going on that we're like, wh- why couldn't there be some interesting action scene going on now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Maz calls from another movie. That seems like it might be even a better movie. <laughs> but it was about trade negotiations, so... <laughs> Uh, Good trade negotiations, exciting ones. All right, that was uh, the last Jedi. <sighs> what a mess! <laughs> Slowest train wreck ever. All right, on to the main show. Yes. <laughs> 